It's time for News Talk 720 KDWN's Ask the Expert Hour. Have a question? Call now, 702-257-KDWN. That's 702-257-5396. Welcome to Ask the Experts. My name is Brian Black. We're talking to Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Brian. It's uh, good to be here with you. Excellent. It's a little bit gloomy today, but uh, we've got some uh, bright news for the future. Uh, the holidays are coming up. Holidays, uh, end of year, a lot of planning. Yeah, we. Yes. Um, that's what we talk about here on Ask the Experts with Brian A. Lowe and Associates. We're always talking about planning. Uh, the, the greater part of your business is estate planning. Uh, you also deal in bankruptcy. You also deal in uh, elder law. Um, and, you know, with the gift-giving season coming up, um, uh, you, uh, your, your son, um, Aaron, brought up a very interesting point to me about uh, gifts uh, and the IRS and and how you can you can make mistakes giving gifts and how you can give the right kind of gift to benefit you when it comes to the end of the year and the tax season and I was reminded of the uh, the movie The Shawshank Redemption uh, one of my favorite movies of all time I think it's right now number two on the the greatest movies of all time lists uh, all on the internet and uh, the scene that always comes to mind is the the cruel prison guard uh, has just inherited. A bunch of money from his brother. He's he's mad about it because he thinks the IRS is going to take it. And Andy Dufresne overhears him, and 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 brings up the subject that you can give your spouse a one-time only gift of sixty thousand dollars, and if you just give the money to your wife, then you won't have to pay any taxes on it. And it's a very crucial scene in the movie. Does that have any basis in fact? Well, yes, but uh, laws change over time. You got to understand that uh, uh, gifting became a taxable situation because of the estate tax. Mm -hmm. And when a person dies, they have a certain size estate. And if it's over a certain amount, then there's going to be a tax that's assessed. And so some people felt, well, what I should do is just make a gift of all my assets right before I die. Right. And if I do that, then I don't have to go through an estate tax. Mm -hmm. And then because of that... Uh, people started feeling uh, that they could give just about everything away. The IRS came in and said, hey, you're doing away with our estate tax. So they came up with this unified gift and estate tax. And so that brought in the gifting mm -hmm. into the realm of the IRS. So it was really a, it was originally a workaround that you could get out of your taxes by giving gifts and the IRS just put a stop to that. But they, they realized that people still do need to give gifts and they do give gifts. So they made some, some uh, guidelines around the fact that somebody's going to give somebody something someday. That is correct. So what, what can you give somebody if you, uh, it, well, I, I know it sounds bad. I don't want to say, what can you give somebody and get out of paying taxes? But what, what are the guidelines? Well, some people still come in. For many years, people could give away $10,000 per year mm -hmm. per person. Okay. And so by doing that, they would lower their estate by $10,000. Right. And so when they died, there was $10,000 less. Now, that was an exempt amount. This is a uh, de minimis gift. The IRS felt that, you know, there are Christmases, there are birthdays, there mm -hmm. are uh, minimal amounts of gifts that would be given away, and they're really not significantly affecting their overall estate. Right. And so they've given us that exemption of uh, 
for many years, 10,000. Today, it's up to 14,000. But even with it being up to 14,000, a lot of people will come into my office and say, I want to give away $10,000 because that's the most I can give away as a non-taxable gift. So how does that actually benefit you? So, you know, I, I, <clears throat> what position am I going to be in where I need to give somebody $10,000 to benefit myself? Generally, you are looking uh, with an estate, a taxable estate. Mm -hmm. Now, the estate tax uh, a couple of years ago went up, and today the exempt amount that you can have of an estate that will not be actually taxed is a little over $5.4 million. Okay. And every, every person has that ability to give away $5.4 million or have an estate of $5.4 million. So if you start, I mean, if you have a, an estate in excess of that, then mm -hmm. there's some incentive because you're giving away 100% of something. And if you held on to it, when you die, then you may end up having to pay 40% of that to, to Uncle Sam. So, wow, is it that much? Yes, yes. So it, when, you, when you have a large estate... Mm -hmm. Gifting becomes a, a significant planning tool. Okay. But you're limited to $10,000 per person per year. 14000 Oh, excuse me, 14000 th But that goes up mm -hmm. uh, as we have inflationary trends. Okay. And that's why we're up to fourteen now. So if you have an estate that's worth less than $5.4 how does it benefit you in those situations? Well, you know, you don't always give away cash. Mm -hmm. You may give away a an interest in a limited partnership or in an LLC mm -hmm. or some corporate stock. Maybe you start the business and the future of that business really looks great. And so rather than giving away $14,000 in a check, they will give some partnership interest. Right. The future for that partnership looks really, really good. Mm -hmm. And the value of that partnership is going to go well in excess of the $5.4 million. So now they give away an interest today that may be worth 14000 But by the time they die, it may be worth a couple of million dollars. And so there, there are some incentives for overall estate planning to give away gifts uh, of assets. Does it have to be a free and clear gift, or is it something that you can put into a trust for somebody? You can put gifts in trust. However, if you put a gift in trust, there is a problem because the, the IRS says that it has to be a present interest gift. And if you put a gift into a trust, it's no longer a present interest gift. It's a, a gift of a future interest and you do not get the exemption there. And there's some ways around it, and we can discuss that here today also. If you have a question for Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates, give us a call on the Centennial Toyota Talk and Text Line at 702-257-5396. We'll be back in just a moment on Ask the Experts. Now back to Ask the Experts on News Talk 720 KDWN. Welcome back. I'm Brian Black talking to Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates. And we're talking about gifts today since the gift-giving season has kicked off. It really It's not supposed to kick off until Thanksgiving, but it gets earlier and earlier every year, doesn't it? Well, oftentimes we as planners, 
if if gifting is good for their overall estate plan, we'll start the gifting on January 1. Oh, my gosh. So if they haven't made gifts by December 31st, or they have, mm-hmm. on January 1 of 2016, it starts a new year. And so oftentimes we will have them make the gift early so that at least they get it out of their estate or the appreciation is going to go to that next generation. So I have a couple of more questions about gifting, but we've got a call on line one. Um, Mike has a, a comment on or a, a comment or a question on gifting. Mike, are you there? I'm here. So what is your question for Brian A. Lowe? Well, what I have, by the way, great show. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. I appreciate Monday. it. Awesome. Uh, Mike, my question and kind of what, what I would do on the gifting side is I just recently had my daughter, her boyfriend, and two grandkids move back in. So mine, thinking about the gifting part of it, would gift uh, a one-year rent for an apartment, not to be that bad grandfather, but to put them in their own place and then pay their rent for that one full year. And with a limit of $14,000, you're expecting to be able to, would that be, uh, would that qualify, Brian? Well, as part of as part of a gift, mm-hmm. yes, that would be part of a gift. It's it's fourteen thousand dollars per year per person. Oh my gosh! And so you accumulate. If you gave a thousand dollars a month to your daughter so that she could live in an apartment, uh, it would add up by the end of the year of twelve thousand dollars. That would fall within the exemption. Okay. And is that a, a straight write-off on your taxes, or is no. that just uh, that just brings down the the value of your estate it so just, that you don't pay taxes? It just brings down the value of the estate, so there's there's no uh, gift tax that has to be paid. Does that answer your question, Mike? Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. So, my question for you, Brian, um, when you so you know you're giving gifts, you're giving fourteen thousand dollar gifts to people throughout the course of the year in order to bring down uh, the value of your estate. On the other side, do the do those recipients pay taxes on the gifts? No, the receiver of the gift that's not a taxable event for them. Okay, it's the giver of the gift that has to pay the tax. Now you've got to understand that that one person, let's say one spouse, can give fourteen thousand dollars per year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the other spouse can also give fourteen thousand dollars per year to that same individual. So between two spouses. You can give away twenty-eight thousand. Now let's assume that that person that you're giving it to is a child, and you have a good relationship with your in-law, uh, that child's spouse. Right. Then you can give double up on that. So now that you're up to fifty-six thousand going to that one couple. Okay. So, you know, overall, you can give a sizable amount, gift tax-free. Now, when you do give a, a gift of cash if it's under 14,000 then you know filling out a gift tax return which is on a 709 which needs to be filed at the same time that you file your own 10 1040 each year on right. April 15th but if it's cash I wouldn't worry so much about uh doing a, a 709 gift tax return to the IRS for that because it's definitely exempt. Right. But sometimes we encourage people to do a 709 if they're giving away, let's say, a limited partnership interest or an LLC interest right. or some other asset, a piece of real property or, or an interest in real property. 
because if you do a 709 and you get it appraised, the value at that time, and you do the 709, the IRS, there's a statute of limitations that runs against the IRS from coming back years later and saying, well, no, that that limited partnership interest was not worth 14000 That limited partnership interest should have been valued at a million dollars because look at what has happened to right. it. It's worth millions of dollars now. Right. So sometimes when you're gifting, it's good to seek some counsel on it as to what you need to do to make sure that, that uh, you're protected and, and get the best bang for your buck. So, you know, when uh, that's very interesting about uh, about basically you're all, once again, we're planning for the future. That's 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 your entire business is planning for the future, planning for the future. So, you know, if we're talking about the situation where just to step back one step where you're talking about, say, giving giving money to your children, um, does that really help you on a year to year basis? Uh, you know, like you said, it's it's definitely exempt. But if you're talking about giving somebody money every month for years and years and years, do you really need to go through the process of, like you say, filling out the 709, or is that, or is that just basically bringing down the value of your estate and it'll just be all accounted for at the end? Well, any taxable gift, that's a gift in excess of fourteen thousand, needs to be uh, accounted for to mm-hmm. the IRS, and over time. Anything in excess of that exempt amount right. over the 14000 is a taxable gift. And it's not until the giver of the gift gives away a full $5.4 million, it's a little more than that, a little over $5.4 million, that they ever have to worry about writing out a check every time, I mean, to the IRS, every time they give a gift to, a, let's say, a child. Okay. And this is all we're talking about, just to, to recap for a moment. We're talking about estate tax at this time. Uh, that's the exemption that we're talking about. Unified gift and estate tax. Not income tax by any means. Not income tax. So, you know, you're giving gifts. What about cars? What about uh, boats, stuff like that? You can give away boats and cars. These are, are items that are depreciable unless, you know, it's a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... The value of the gift is always important. And so if you're giving a a boat away that's worth $40,000, you should get it appraised so that you can establish the value of it when you gave the gift. Um, Let me ask you this. But there's no tax until you've given away taxable gifts of 5.4 million or more. So the great advantage here is, uh, I would say the greatest advantage is to the recipient because they are not taxed on the gifts. It's not counted as income, correct? It's not taxed as income. That's correct. And so um, can you give one gift to multiple people? So you've got a You've got four kids and you've got something worth $40,000. Can yes. you give it to four people and you know what I'm saying? A, a physical object. You've got a, you know, like I say, a You've classic a Mercedes or something like that. Can you give it to all your kids and then that counts or is that getting too tricky? Sure. But generally they don't give a car away to four kids. Right. Let's assume that they have a piece of real property mm-hmm. and they give each child a 25% interest in a $40,000 piece of property. Right. So each one is getting $10,000 gift. So that falls within the exemption. Now, that gift is close to the strip, and, and it's in the uh, path of progress. Mm-hmm. And maybe that $40,000 piece of, of real property ends up being worth millions of dollars. Right. And 
you've basically passed that on to to your children without paying any estate tax yourself. Now, you've got to understand there are taxes on both sides. If you give a gift away, Mm -hmm. the basis to the receiver, basis is what you paid for it, less any depreciation. Right. Then there are some adjustments. But the basis to the receiver is the same basis as the giver. Right. So if the value of the property, let's say, is $10,000 today, Mm -hmm. and you give it to someone, then their basis is $10,000. 20 years later, they sell that piece of property for $5 million. Okay. The amount that they receive on the sale, less their basis of 10000 is the amount of capital gain. Right. And that capital gain then will be taxed. If they inherit it, then they don't, they get a stepped up basis to date of death. And let's say it's worth $2 million at date of death. Right. So you get a stepped up basis. And so there's no appreciation, no capital gain, and you take it tax-free. I mean, the receiver takes it tax-free. Right. So it takes some planning when you're, when you're doing gifts, some overall planning, because you, you want to pay the least amount of taxes. Right. And it might be, a, you know, like you say, if you give somebody a gift in the past, they might end up having to pay a lot of capital gains when the time comes to sell, or you could wait to be actually included in the will. That's and, true. And, and do a lot less. We're going to talk a little bit more about gifting in just a moment on Ask the Experts. We're talking to Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates. If you have a question for Brian, give him a call at 702-257-5396. We'll be right back. Now back to Ask the Experts on News Talk 720 KDWN. Welcome back. We're talking to Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe and Associates, and we have a call on line one. Uh, Eleanor has a question for Mr. Lowe. Are you there, Eleanor? Yes, I am. Thank you. Uh, what's your question? My question pertains to inheritance taxes. Okay. If I, as a parent, die and leave my child a $500,000 CD as beneficiary, does my child have an exemption from inheritance taxes? Now, which state do you live in? Nevada. Nevada does not have an inheritance tax. An inheritance tax is a tax on the receiver of the uh, the inheritance. The oh. we have an estate tax here in Nevada, and that's a tax on the overall estate of the decedent. And until the decedent's estate is valued at uh, 5.4 million or above then there is no estate tax. Now, would my child have to be living in Nevada, the recipient? My child lives in Illinois. Now, you would have to look at Illinois law. The further east you go, the more we find states with inheritance taxes. And each state has a little different tax arrangement. So you would have to have them take a look at at uh, the inheritance tax laws of the state in which they live. Okay, so I will have to check with Illinois then. Well, let me ask you, Eleanor, do you have a pen handy? Uh, yes. Okay, write, write this number down. 702-259-0002. Did you get that? Just a sec. I have to grab a piece of paper. Okay, 259 
800-800-0002. That's the number to Brian A. Lowe and Associates. Okay. You can call them this morning, and if you uh, would like to talk about you know this particular situation, it's a free consultation. doesn't cost you anything. They'll set you up with an appointment, and uh, they'll check it out for you and see what you need to do. Okay, so Mr. Lowe will be able to check with Illinois and see what the inheritance tax would be? Yes, we will just take a look at our library and, and find out what uh, the taxes are in, in Illinois, and we can share that with you. Okay, great. That, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I bet, Eleanor. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. So I've got a question for you, Brian. So we're talking about gifting, um, and we had talked about this a little bit when we were um, uh, talking about medical uh long-term care needs where people were giving away all their stuff in order to become indigent in order to qualify for uh, Medicaid and things like that. Is there an advantage um, when you're talking about end-of-life planning? Is there an advantage to gifting versus including someone in your estate? Um, You see, people that are uh, gifting are generally gifting to make themselves impoverished. Mm -hmm. In the United States, we don't have any long-term care for the elderly. Mm -hmm. But if a person is impoverished and they have no assets, which means they have $2,000 or less, then they would become eligible for needs-based governmental benefits, Medicaid being the primary source of those funds. And the government then will pay medical bills, their long-term care, whatever, as the need arises. So people will try to make themselves impoverished, and they will make gifts. Mm -hmm. People will come in and say, you know, I've been really smart. I've done all this planning myself, and look what a genius I am. I've given away (laughs) $14,000 a year because that's what the tax laws say I can give away. Right. The unfortunate thing is they've given a gift to make themselves impoverished, which means that the government looks back a full five years from the date that you need assistance. Right. And that kind of becomes a snapshot date. They look back a full five years, and any gifts that are made during that five-year period are all added up. And it is divided by a certain factor that Medicaid has, and then that becomes the penalty period. So you may be penalized for many a year or many months or many years right. because you have given away these assets. So before you make gifts, especially if you're 60 years of age or older, uh, you've got to start planning those gifts in such a way that they are not going to be picked up with the five five-year look-back period. So we, we just need, you need to get someone to give you some assistance and counsel when you you start making gifts, and it it appears that you may need long term care. Well, it's not as nothing is as simple as it seems ever. And we as we talk about on the show every Monday when we're talking about planning, um, there there is a great advantage to speaking to an attorney. And as uh, you just heard, Eleanor. Uh, just got the phone number for Brian A. Lowe and Associates at 702-259-0002. If you give them a call and you come in and you express your situation to them, they'll sit down with you, they'll talk to you. It doesn't cost you anything for that initial consultation, and then they'll see if they can formulate a plan and then move forward. doesn't cost a thing, right? That's correct. And let me ask you something. So we've got a couple of minutes left in this segment. Can you think of any case where, where gifting has really paid off? Well, 
Yes. You know, we've, I've been planning estates for over 30 years, and there have been many cases. Let me just tell you one. What we did, and this was, goes back to the uh, 80s and early 90s, mm-hmm. there was an individual who had a certain amount of assets. The, uh, the exemption at that time was $10,000 gifts. The maxima, maximum you could have exemption from estate tax was $600,000. So mm-hmm. we had to put together a plan where we could transfer many of those assets off to the next generation, Okay, which we did. We, we made limited partnerships, and the, my client kept a general partnership interest in it, so he controlled all of his life. Right. But the minute he died, the value of the partnership was with the limited partners. Mm-hmm. They got all of the benefits of, of it, and he, his estate didn't have much of an estate. Well, when he died, the total value of all these assets was $72 million. Oh my gosh. But the tax that we actually had to pay on this estate was just a a few dollars over $400,000. Wow. Yeah. So as opposed to 40% is what we're talking about. It was 50%. 50%. So 50% would have been 35 million. And instead, we paid 400000 just because of, of gifting mm-hmm. and planning early. And, and once again, 100% legal, 100% within the letter of the law. That's why you go to an attorney. That's correct. Is instead of trying to play fast and loose and get away with something, you find out what is allowed. And uh, you, end up, you end up, well, good gosh, saving $30 million. I mean, I don't have $30 million. But if I did, I wouldn't want to give half of it away when I die either. That's true. My wife keeps telling me I should take a percentage of what I save people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a new business plan. I'd like to talk to you about that after the show. I could help you with that. So we um, are talking about gifting. If you have a question for Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates, please give us a call on the Centennial Toyota Talk & Text Line at 702-257-5396. Uh, so let me ask you this. So we're talking about, uh, you know, saving the estate $35 million. Did the limited partners, did they achieve some sort of savings? Did they, were they able to avoid some income tax in that situation? Well, not really, because as I mentioned earlier, because they took these limited partnership interests mm-hmm. with a very low basis, right? then at some point they have to do the planning. But at that time... The exempt amount was six hundred thousand. Right now, the exempt amount is five point four million. Oh my gosh! So when you look at the numbers of people that were involved with these limited partnership mm-hmm. interests, their estates are probably in the five point four million now. Right. And so at the end of the day, maybe they could get away with without paying any tax. Wow. Well. So we're talking about gifting today for the gifting season. So uh, is there a limitation on the uh, the number of people that you can give gifts to during the course of a year? Say you do have a large estate and you want to give $14,000 to how many people can you give it to? It, as many as you want. As long as it benefits your estate overall. It, it's just on an individual basis. You can only give one person up to 14000 and but you, that you could give millions of people $14,000. Wow. We'll talk a little bit about times that it's not good to gift when we return on Ask the Experts. If you have a question for Brian Alo of Brian Alo and Associates, give us a call at 702-257-5396. We'll be right back. 
Now back to Ask the Experts on News Talk 720, KDWA. Good morning. We're talking to Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lois and Associates about planning. We're talking about gifts today, and there's been some misconceptions in the media and in the uh, entertainment industry about what, what constitutes a gift and whether it's good for you. And uh, one of the things that we had talked to just a minute ago, I was hoping you could clarify, is uh, we're talking about times that it's not good to gift. And we were talking about long-term care. And uh, is there any situation when you're reaching an end of life or, 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 or a situation where you feel like you're going into long-term care or a parent's going into long-term care, when it, when, is there a good situation to start giving away your property at that point, or is it, is it always a bad idea? It depends, because if a person has a lot of money, mm-hmm. there's a lot of wealth, and they're able to pay their way, their own way, even if they need long-term care, so right. some kind of assisted living that may cost eight to ten thousand dollars a month, and they can they can do that themselves. Right. The gift is not really a problem, okay. because they're going to pay their way. They'll never get any governmental benefits. It's only when they are trying to get themselves to be impoverished so that the government will take that responsibility on, and then they start giving it away. And that five-year look back catches those people who are trying to give assets away to become impoverished so that they can get some of the governmental benefits. But as we've talked about before on the show, there's other ways to qualify without being impoverished, and and it just takes a a certain amount of planning, correct? Yes, and oftentimes we will suggest that that, uh, an individual will get long-term care insurance so that they can get at least five-year coverage Mm -hmm. with their long-term care. And then if they're going to make gifts, have that insurance, but make the gift during their lifetime, knowing that if within that next five years they need any assistance, that long-term care is going to take take them through the five-year Look back period. You know, it's interesting. You were talking about that case with the with the uh, client that ended up having a very large estate and giving away limited partnerships in all of these uh, business ventures. Um, it, what occurred to me is how clever that was, giving away limited partnerships because we are talking about gifts. And gifts are gifts. Once you give somebody something, it's theirs to do with whatever they want, correct? Correct. In most circumstances. And so, uh, I, is, there, is there anything that you could uh, think of that would, uh, you know, you know, you know, you, you give somebody $10,000, they're going to spend it, you know, and it's not yours anymore and you can't talk to, you can't do anything about it. And so I would well, imagine that's a situation where. Well, that goes back to a, a question that you asked during the very first section of this, of this uh, program today mm-hmm. is, uh, can you give it in trust? Okay. And if you give a gift in trust, that's a gift of a future interest. Right. And so in order to get around that, this goes back a number of years. There was a fellow by the name of Crummy, and Crummy got a hold of his attorney and said, I, I don't want to give it outright to these kids because they're going to start smoking marijuana and getting on drugs, and they're going to do right. a lot of bad things, and it's just going to ruin their life. I want to give it to them in trust. Okay. And the attorney most likely said, well, but that's a gift of a future interest, and there's no exemption on that. It will be a taxable gift. And so the two of them came up with this idea. What we will do is we will give them the right for a one-month period 
after we make the gift into that trust to pull it out. Right. So what they did was they wrote the children a letter saying, for this period of time, you have the right to pull out X number of dollars. So it made a present interest gift to the children. Okay. But then at the end of the 30 days, the the right to withdraw lapsed, and now it stayed in trust. Okay. And so if you're doing some gifting like this into a trust, you've got to consider sending out these letters, and that's called a crummy letter. <laughs> Not because well, for the person who can't take his money out, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, it was it came from the crummy case. Interesting. From, so were these like young kids, and so they just didn't know yeah. that they could take it? Okay. No, no, you explain to them. You right. take it out, and probably there will never be another gift like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't take it out, and you're going to have a nice fun in the trust when you... When you eventually get, get past that age, yes. um, and and is there a, and there's a limitation on that? These were, we were talking about like ten thousand dollar gifts at the time, correct? At, at the time, uh, originally started off with three thousand, then it went up to ten, and now we're up to fourteen. Okay, so um, is there uh, is there another example that you can think of? Um, you started talking about uh, a case that you had with uh, that with a with with a mobile home park back east. I think it was. Yeah, we didn't talk about that on the air, but we talked about an inheritance tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eleanor uh, called um, in in uh, Pennsylvania. We found that this mobile home park, uh, the the client had this mobile home park, but under uh, Pennsylvania law, when there was any inheritance of real property in the state of Pennsylvania, there was an inheritance tax. Right. So what we did was we went back and put that mobile home park into an LLC, and the my client then got an LLC interest, and then his children received an interest of an LLC interest and not a real property interest, so we avoided the Pennsylvania tax. And these were citizens of Nevada, correct? The the no. inheritors? No. None no, of them? If they were... If they were in, uh, uh, no, they were they were in Pennsylvania. You know, that's one thing that, that struck me as very interesting when uh, when Eleanor asked, you know, does my does my daughter or son have to live in Nevada in order to be um, eligible for this exemption, et cetera, et cetera? That's something that's very important that you might need to talk to an attorney about because. My parents live in South Carolina. My relatives live all over the country. Laws are different anywhere you go. And when you start talking about end-of-life planning, then you need to have an attorney sift through all of those laws to make sure that you know, you're doing the right thing by your family. It's much more complex than the general public thinks. So it's best to get a hold of good counsel that practices in this area, that knows the complexities of it, and knows how to organize and plan around the way that the laws are written to get the maximum bang for that gift buck. 702-259-0002. That's the number to Brian A. Lowe and Associates. You can check them out online at southernnevadalawyers.com. My name is Brian Black. We've been talking to Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe and Associates. Thanks for another great show, Brian. Thank you, Brian.